Today is May 2nd. The Yankees lose their first series since the Baltimore loss. They've now lost three out of their last four, and they lose some key players. The team. Oh, no. Let's talk some Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks presented by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. And we got BBD in the office in Manhattan. Jake and I both wearing backwards white hats. I flip mine backwards to match him from the start. I'm at my home. Jake's at his home. Producer BBD in the office. Jake's in the dark, which like looks badass. I almost want to turn the light off in my room. So I look like cool like you. How you doing? Right. I uh yeah, there's other lights on. I just I'm using Jess's desk and there's a lamp that I, I guess is for reading. And I've just smack put it in my face because I was like, you know, light is good. More light look than like, people can see you. It's a good look, man. I might spotlight my face real quick. Hold up. There's OK. Oh. Jimmy's going to grab his spotlight. There's a couple good things going on here. Um. First of all, this spotlight lamp that has now allowed this Jake setting, um, it's it's radiating heat. So I'm starting to just sweat um, and it's early. We are a minute into the episode. Um, so dial that up for me. And I briefly revealed this to Jimmy and BBD right before we got started. And it has nothing to do with this light setting, but I, I just want it all out there. I want us to have an open episode. I have a brutal pimple on my cheek. Um, I went for it. I didn't shave for a while, and then I shaved and something was growing. And then I finally went for it and whammy. It looks like I got stung by a bee on my cheek. Um, so that's what I'm going through. Uh, and that's even before getting to the three out of four losses for the Yanks, including uh, both games of the doubleheader today. So emotional weekend, a lot going on, graduation weekend. I got involved in two college graduations this weekend. Um, so what, how are you guys? What's up? I can't, I can't get mine to be as cool as yours, man. What happened? Noodle barked and I went to take a sip of this and I jammed it into my teeth. It's a lot. Go it's going to be an emotional episode. Wow. Okay. A lot going on. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm sitting in the pitch dark now, but for some reason I look the same as I looked before. Yeah. That's but a now, little different. But now my surroundings are the pitch dark. So I don't yeah. think it was worth it. I turned off every which light is, in the house. Which is nuts because it's very bright over here. I'll send you a picture of like my apartment. Um, I'll send you a picture of mine. And well, let's lighting? send him to BBD and he'll put them on the screen for the people watching. Okay. Beautiful. Make sure your flash isn't on. That would be cheating. No, dude. No flash. No flash this episode. I got a new phone, Fine. so that's cool. I'm sweating. You got a new phone, dude? You know I need a new phone. Yeah, I got one. Um, okay. Dude, I'm in like such the dark. It's crazy. Why does it not look? I mean, I got two screens up, so maybe that's helping. 
BBD, I'm sending this to you in the talk. Like all you can see is my computer screens. Um, the Yankees lose uh, two out of three to the White Sox. They lose both games on doubleheader day. And then you got a bunch of storylines outside of the baseball being played. We have two players uh, down on the COVID IL. We have two members of the 40 man uh, getting Tommy John surgery. So a lot happened and you got some cold bats and you got some good pitching. Um, And I just woke up my son. Who's crying now. So I don't think it's, we'll see what happens there. Podcasting from home and my basement studio flooded. So I'm in the kitchen, just yelling, louding up the whole house. Fucking times are tough. Um, Yeah. And I mean, uh, the Chad green official uh, Tommy John news comes out and it's, I mean, a, it sucks so much if you know, if you don't get too far, if you just like watching Yankees play baseball, Yankees win, and you don't get into too much of the salaries, contracts, and baseball lifestyle um, to grind this hard and Chad Green entering his free agency year uh, to get TJ right now is about as brutal as it gets. Um, we love Chad. Some sad cutaways to him in the dugout. Um, obviously wish him the best, and who knows, you know, who, we we hoped they would have done a creative Tommy Canely signing. They did not. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh it's crazy. And then it's funny seeing how the narrative can change a little bit. Obviously, there's a lot of Chad Green fans out there, um, but there are some Chad Green haters. And then, you know, even by the end of this series, it felt like our bullpen was taxed. Um, and they had the Yankee trivia the other day, and it was like top five guys to make appearances pitching for the Yankees, only the Yankees. That was the loophole, but Chad Green was one of them. Um, so, yeah, man, that's a, that's a, that's an emotional loss. That is. I feel uh, it's really tough. I, uh, dude, that picture of you, Jake, like I don't want to be mean, but I thought that was face apt to like an old man face. Dude, I'm dripping sweat. Um, this, I don't know if you heard it. This lamp is just radiating heat. Yeah. So you, your face looks half melted in that picture. It was just I'm melting. Blowing, it was blowing my mind. But yeah. You got some light. I'm over here in the pitch dark. Melting. Um, some nice for Chad is like every single one of his Yankees teammates has had Tommy John. So he's got a lot of people to, uh, you know, ask for advice. I think everyone he shared the bullpen with in 2017 that was like hung around got Tommy John or like, you know, since then, you know, you have Batances, Britain. I think Loisega had it when he was younger already. Right. Didn't he miss time? Maybe not. Glaber had it. DD had it. Hicks had it. There's more. I'm blanking. D-Rob. Savvy. Network around the league. D-Rob, Savvy, Monty. Tanaka, that son of a gun. Hey. Uh-uh. Not me. Nope. Not coming for me. Cool to see him still hanging around with the team. Hopefully he's, he stays around when he's not rec- recovering and we don't, like, lose. You know, we he, Chad doesn't go missing. But, uh, yeah, wish him the best and the healthy recovery. And it is a hole in the, in the bullpen, which I think is a big topic that we'll get to later on in the episode. But 
I guess let's burn game one. Yeah, I guess it just say it now because it's not going to fit anywhere else. But Louis Seal. Um, yeah. He uh, also Tommy John, right? Or is it? Yeah. No, UCL? Awesome. I awesome. get it all confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Chad's actually. What's his. I don't know. I don't know what they publicly said. Yeah. So we'll uh, I, I don't know. I, we got the midweek coming up. Yeah, we got to get through this series, which has the baseball has its own storylines. Their storylines off the field. Um, and I mean, your number one storyline is about your Muggsy jeans. Love my Muggsy jeans. Uh, in the mornings, it's not too hot. It's been too hot. So like I was like shorts this weekend, not Muggsy's. But when I am, oh, no, I went to the concert after the warehouse on that, uh, that night. And I, and I needed to look nice because me and Katie went to a concert and I put on my Muggsy jeans for sure because they are incredibly comfortable. You can get 10% off with code Yanks. They are you know, if you are a, you tend to be comfort over fashion, but you don't want to look like a slob person. That's how I would define myself. Then this is the perfect pair of jeans for you. Because you'll look fashionable, but you'll be comfortable. And I, it's as honest as I can be. I've said it a bunch. I, once I started wearing the Muggsy jeans, I, I threw out my old jeans. because I put them on one time. I was like, oh, my God, these are stiff and heavy. Muggsy jeans are light, flexible. So Muggsy jeans, Code Yanks, 10% off. I didn't, like, read their ad. I don't I don't know if there's stuff I have to say. That's just me being very honest. Yeah, do your legs a favor and head on over to Muggsy.com to pick up a pair of the most comfortable clothes ever worn. Muggsy.com for 10% off your entire order using promo code Yanks. Muggsy.com, 10% off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All their all their copies about your balls and stuff like that. So, mm. my balls free, free, free as we wanna be. All right, Jake. What the hell even happened in game one? No one remembers. Burn. We're not wearing suits in the Bronx this weekend as the White Sox come to town. Dallas Mavericks Keuchel would face off first Yankees Steph Curry, a.k.a. Nestor Cortez Jr. Bottom two, eight letters, S-S-I-K-F-R-B-I, one nothing Yanks, make it five. DJ 26 with the four-run homer, Grand slam for the machine five nothing yanks until jose Contreras abreu splits things up with a three run homer of his own it'd be six three after a josh donaldson ground out he'd make headlines for other reasons in this game nestor does the standard yankee starting pitcher bad start five innings pitch three earned run for the king speaking of the king my king, my king, his first tough outing of the year gives up two on double the doubles. It's 6-5 game in the sixth, but a beautiful at-bat by Rizzo leads to a sack fly underrated. 7-5, to five, and it would remain that way. Nestor to King to Loisega to Castro to Holmes for the save. Yankees win game one in the Bronx. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was like another game. It was like they won this game because 
was closed. There's some weird energy. It almost just happened. And you're like, oh, cool. That happened. Uh, the good news, and I don't know if this is stepping on anyone's stuff, but the good news is that uh, the rotation just kind of did a whole team bonding thing of like, let's go five innings pitch, three earned runs. Yeah. And get it out of the way. Like they all kind of put their hands in. And Nestor was just the tail end of that. So, you know, JMO went five innings pitch, three earned runs. What's he do later this series? It's nice. You'll find out. Um, Sevy went 4.2, three earned runs. They cut him short against Toronto. What's he doing his next couple starts? You'll find out. Montgomery, his last start, five innings pitch, three earned runs. What's he about to do this week? You'll see. Uh, Cole did it. I think his was even worse. So Nestor was like, hey, guys, like, I don't want to be showing anyone up in the rotation. I don't want to be the only guy on the team not doing it. So I'll go five innings pitch through it as well. And I'll just jump back in, go seven shot myself. So not worried about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, a little team bonding. Uh, Abreu clips him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are up 5 nothing in this game. DJ hits the grand slam. King Nestor to Mike King are two Kings. Um, and yeah, they, they get to Mike King, which that's, you know, with everything that's now happening in our bullpen and our pitching staff, um, you know, Hey, he was kind of due for it. Um, but you know, seeing someone go from invincible to invincible is always a, a funny feeling in baseball and man, that Rizzo at bat, um, was just incredible. He was, he was just fouling off every pitch until he got one he could handle. Um, and it's so funny. We have all these baseball conversations about hitters and what they can do and can't do. And we talk about situational hitting or beating the shift. And you hear hitters say like, try, yeah, try beating the shift against a 97 mile per hour fastball. It's not exactly how it works, but there's some guys who are pretty damn gifted uh, and that at bat was special, man. Uh, just fouling off everything, gets the sack fly, gives them the two-run cushion, which was important because this White Sox team was showing fight in pretty much every inning. And I think having that extra cushion um, allowed the pitchers to throw a little easier um, and allowed them to get this win. The Mike King stuff was out. I wanted to look into that a little bit. Um, and Nestor looked good for a little bit. And then that home run got him, but he also had the cushion. They'd seen him back to back. You know, it's kind of always interesting when you're in division. I think you, you think about that way more. If you're going to face the blue Jays a lot or the Rays a lot, how, how you attack them one way and then this way, but you know, out of division teams, they're usually, you're pretty separate. You're facing a different squad than you did, you know, in May versus August or whatever it is. So to see the white Sox this quick back to back, so I always find that interesting to see if they change their pitch mix and, and whatnot, but did they see King? That was what I wanted to look up. The first time I'll in Chicago? Probably. I'll, I'll let you get on that. I, and, hey, maybe the, the positive spin zone, because I know there's going to be – this is probably going to be one of our tougher episodes for obvious reasons. Um, Dallas Keuchel diced us up uh, a week ago, and exactly, he has yeah. – he, he has no strikeouts, uh, three walks, six hits, six earned run in four innings. And I have something even more important for you guys that I haven't told you yet. What's that? Had dinner next to him on, on Saturday night. 
Oh, you uh, did? Yeah. Went out to uh, dinner with Jess's family who was in town and who plops up at the table next to us. But uh, Dallas and his wife, Kelly. Um, so said hi to them at the end of dinner. Um, that was kind of funny. Did he say hi back? Yeah, I was uh, Jess's mom. She's a delightful woman. Um, I often compare her to the mom and mean girls a little bit. Um, and she's, you know, one of my biggest fans. If I had told her during the dinner, the situation that was happening, there would have been a scene. So I told Jess and I was like, please don't tell your mom. And she did not. And then at the end of dinner, everyone was leaving. And I, I just was like, hey, guys, big fan of both of you guys. I'm Jake with John Boy, you know, work Jimmy, Chris Rose, because uh, Chris Rose and Kelly used to work together. And they were like, oh, hey, how you doing? Cool. And then it's just like, All right, you know, enjoy your dinner. Wasn't wasn't trying to make a whole thing out of it, you know, you didn't pull on his beard or anything. Like that. Oh, I yanked that beard. That's nice. Cool. That's cool. What do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> he was, they were having sushi. Um, and uh, it looked like we might've, I think me and Dallas were both having, uh, the Japanese margarita. So, you know, wow. men of taste, men of wow. taste. Wow. Cool. Good yeah. stuff. Really good scoop out of you. Yeah. Um, I like that. Anything else from this game? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff, unfortunately, but uh, I think we're tabling it for for later. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so this was after our long day in the warehouse. So yeah. I came home and I was laying on the couch and I was watching the game. And uh, as soon as it ended, I fell asleep and I fell asleep right. until 1 a.m. And then yeah. I woke up for two hours for an hour. Went back to sleep. My, I got. I told you at the start. I got a new cell phone. It was. It was changing over one phone to another. So I didn't have a cell phone in between my, in the middle of the night when I was hanging out with uh, James at three in the morning feeding him, and then I woke mm-hmm. up at six, and then I checked my phone, uh, and then I. That's when I saw the post game press conferences. Oh wow! My body did that thing where I did thirteen hours of sleep to catch up on all the no sleep I've been getting. Yeah, so I missed out on everything. I woke up yeah. to all my uh, people rep- responding to my tweets from before we knew what was said. Yeah. Uh, being like, oh, you're an idiot. And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't know what was said. Like on the, when, when the altercation went down with Grandall and, and JD, it was fucking weird, man. Cause I was like, what's doesn't seem like anything was really said here. Like you needed the post game to, to do it. And how about everyone like coming out and, and saying telling the public what happened on both sides is at least like, we don't have to sit here and I'm sure there's times where this shit has happened. And they said, nah, and like the public just has never found out. I don't know. If that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Good learning lesson for a lot of people. Well, yeah, so I, I woke think, up afterwards. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I, uh, part of the reason I'm not in the studio with Biebs cause I do like recording from there. Uh, instead of getting that 13 hour makeup sleep, um, I went to a concert, um, and then a grad party today. Um, shout out Nikki Cass, our guy. Um, so yeah, little struggle buzz, but yeah, it, it, you know, you're right. It's, it's one of those things where I think both sides told the truth because, uh, 
it again, when you put everything in the bucket, it kind of makes sense. I'm not saying it's right, but uh, everyone's story kind of lines up. And um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously sucked and I don't know, go, go check out Joe's video. If you haven't yet, he, uh, he put a lot of time, effort and thought into it. And uh, pretty, thought, pretty much I thought, crushed I it. thought Booney handled it. Well, I felt, I think Booney echoed like kind of what I felt after hearing everything was when I first read it and, you know, JD called him Jackie and I didn't know the context. I'm like, fuck, that's like, really blatantly racist and awful. Then the context comes and, and it like, it's a weird brain thing. And obviously I'm no authority on this at all. I just try to learn. I I, I go to um, Joe's video. Who's um, I actually don't know her, her for Cur- what's her, what's her, do you know, uh, Chicago uh, curly. I know her Twitter handle is curly fro, but it's also sugar shake, but what her, I don't know her actual name. She covers this a lot and she covers like the way MLB has misused Jackie Robinson and shares like um, good articles on the whole situation back when Anderson got suspended way back for um, the Brad Keller incident. I feel stupid that I don't know her her, uh, actual name, but also it's not on Twitter, but she's really a good resource for this because I don't know. I don't know shit, but, but um. And then I like what Liam Hendricks said, man. He was like, hey, you can't have inside jokes with people if you're not friends with them. And Donaldson kind of prides himself on being a pest. And I think he knew he was saying something to piss someone off. And he didn't realize, maybe he did realize or didn't realize, I have no idea, that like, you know, that's actually a line. That's what Boone said. Like, no, that's actually a line you shouldn't cross. You just find, and that's what Joe said in his video too. Like, find a different joke because you're not boys with him. And it's not an inside joke. And he's not laughing. Might have just shrugged it off once or twice. But so, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm no authority on any of this. I'm just trying to read up on the articles and the people. And yeah, and there's there's out. a lot of people that, you know, reaching out at us or tweeting at us and like, oh, what what do you got? What are you thinking? And it's like, you know, actually, uh, this is a, probably a better time for us to listen than talk um, from from other people's perspectives. And yeah, unfortunately, I think when everything's in the bowl, it it makes sense. And I, you know, again, go watch Joe's video. Um, I, I think <laughs> one of Joe's lines of, you know, being from the Bronx and, you know, if you're one of my boys, if you're not my boys, you know, that's kind of fighting words. So um, sucks, sucks that it, you know, kind of overshadowed the weekend, overshadowed baseball as a whole. Yeah, and, and and MLB's looking into it, and like I, they keep saying MLB's looking up into it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think he's going to get a small, a short suspension. I I do. Yeah. At least uh-huh. post game today, I believe they said they haven't reached out to Donaldson directly yet. So that's the latest. But that doesn't I think mean there anything. was. They said something. I think because they said they talked to Tim Anderson. I think they were going to talk to Donaldson or hope to have something for tomorrow. So I. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. That's the first, just like, I guess I want to discuss it. Not from, not from the, because we kind of just did talk about it there. And later on in the show, I want to discuss it, but from just like a different angle of 
the Yankees are so bad at starting shit. This goes a little deeper than that, but I'll get to yeah. it when I get to it. All right, doubleheader. Doubleheader sucks for this team, Jake, um, because they're pretty shallow right now with their hitting. And when you spread it even more thin with a doubleheader lineup, it gets even tougher to perform. So that was that's like that's a thing for me right now. Is like if if we get another rainout, another doubleheader, I'm like fuck. It's not good for also the lineup. Had, also had COVID stuff. We probably should have hit that earlier in this in the show. Joey Gallo and Higgy um, are in COVID protocol they they didn't test positive but they're showing symptoms so that's part of it too a lot going what does that on. even mean all right i'm not getting into that either yeah no game two hit the music kid like they can yeah, come showed... back sooner because they haven't tested positive yet unless they test positive i think is the only differentiator there but i don't but if they've had God symptoms damn, like, man they, Are there whatever. just too many things they're not allowed to have an opinion on or a thought like I had I had symptoms. I tested it. I've tested negative. But like yep. symptoms are just like could be anything right now. I have, I have terrible allergies, so I have postnatal drip. So I have a sore throat. So I tested. I tested. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the protocol. I'm not. I'm not knocking it, but I'm like, yeah. I don't think it's ours to understand. There have to be players that have symptoms that aren't testing positive and aren't going on COVID. Who knows what they're feeling? Yeah, I guess that. I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah, this is burn game two. Double header Sunday. Going to be a long one, so pace yourself if you're drinking Jameson as Tyone toes the slab while Chicago hope that Johnny be good with Cueto shimmying on the bump for them. Scoreless through three until the shoes <laughs> until the shoes for Holmes <laughs> score on Grandal RBI single one nothing Chicago. You want the good news or you want the bad news? Good news is that's all Jama would give up. Seven innings pitch, one earned run, seven Ks. Bad news: Cueto shut down the Yanks through six, but in the eighth, the divorce judge demands joint custody of the score. Tied at one after the judge bomb into the ninth. I don't know, old chap. Araldis gets touched up again. Those Connecticut outfielders. AJ Pollock, hard shot, and then they push another across. White Sox. They take the first game of the doubleheader, 3-1 final. Man, I don't. This game was earlier today. I don't, I'm trying to remember what happened. Yeah. Oh, Judge tied it up, and then they brought Chappie in. I mean, Tyone was great. And then Judge tied it. A, a hell of a swing by Judge. Uh, and then I said this in my post-game recap, and I'm sure this will get talked about later as well, but, like, I had apps. To me, when they brought Chapman in, I was like, oh, okay. So we're doing a game one of a doubleheader experiment because you don't believe that this is going to work. And I don't believe that this is going to work. And no, and like the stadium didn't even, it, it felt like watching on TV that the stadium didn't even groan when that home run was hit. It was just like, yep, yeah. Kind of, we all knew that was coming. 
I, I was like, didn't even get my heart ripped out. And then they're like, well, he's dealing with a bad Achilles injury. I'm like, so what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. So, so it was just like literally just a test. Like, oh, let's just, hey, tie game in the, in, in the, in the ninth. Let's just test out beat up bad Achilles broken Chapman and just fucking play with fire. Like the odds of that working out, I didn't even know about the Achilles were pretty low. Now with that, it's like Boone and everyone had to know, like, we're just wishing. It was weird. Yeah. Or who knows the conversations with Chapman, uh, uh, Yankees, Yankees fans were calling for a phantom IL and, and now it sounds like there's an actual injury. And I mean, the pitch he gets beat on is a 95 mile per hour fastball, which like, you know, we went to the Yankees low A affiliate last year and, and that's what all, all their guys out of the bullpen throw. So this is, um, yeah. And, and, and I think that's, you know, there's a lot of things about this series that leave Yankee fans feeling, feeling a little sour, but you know, uh, we're tied in the eighth inning of both games today. Uh, and yet at the same time, it didn't feel like we were going to win either game. But at the same time, baseball, you can win any game. So, like, it, it's almost like we got put through the gambit. The Yankees were the bad guys. We had guys get hurt this series and we lost a series. So, yeah, it's uh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're you're right. Shout out Tyone. I'm guessing we talk about him later. His ERA is down at two nine five. Um, but yeah, Judge gets Graveman. Judge has another good series, but now a lot of stuff around him isn't clicking. Hicks got, gets uh, picked off. Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't think that's going to be tough. <sighs> that's brutal, man. Um, the Yankees are. Nah, that's a whole conversation. May I say that for awards? Remind me if we don't get there okay. later on. I don't think What's, that's part what of should like, my, What should my keyword to remind you be? Hicks. Okay. We. <laughs> it's not really a keyword. <laughs> uh, base. Okay, base. Litke gets into this game. Well, it's not really like a game decision. Litke gets into this game. Uh, it's good to see that. And then he pitches well. So it's like, hey, you guys are going to have to use Litke and Wandy more. Get him in. Well, dude, and you know what's funny? I, I mean, after the last Litke outing, there was kind of a conversation there that it was like, if he's not getting used and if he's getting touched up when he's getting used, like, are we getting close to the end of a Lucas Litke timeline. And now here we are a couple days later and Litke throws a clean inning and it's like, all right, get, get this dude back in the mix. Yeah. It should. Game two judge getting great. Judge getting Graveman is awesome. Graveman has been like the most impressive guy on the white Sox, So to get him, that was pretty cool. I know you were driving around. So I don't know if you saw, I was tweeting, but I was very impressed with that home run because it's an O2 high inside fastball uh, uh, with the guy who's got a nasty slider that you would, you would guess he's throwing O2 like low and away slider. So I tweeted out like, wow, it's easy for judge. And it always blows my mind when people 
just like say shit. So the guy was like, well, you know, oh, two high fastball, pretty easy. I'm like, what? It's like the exact opposite. Yeah. So I went and did the math. There's been like 800 O2 fastballs in that area, high and inside on the season. And that's the fourth ever to be hit for a home run. Look at that. Like a Lindor did it, Boyt did it, and Jose Ramirez did it as a lefty. And those are the, but I think Jay Ramble was from a, uh, a righty pitcher, which actually kind of makes, instead of it being like, you know, the right. same side. But that home run that Judge hit, I mean, that's not a normal, to have power, 0-2 off the plate fastball is it's pretty impressive. Not a normal guy. I wonder if there's something in the scouting report there because that, that fastball's got a ton of run on it too. But, yeah, pretty badass. And it, you know, almost felt like that things were going to turn the way that things have turned throughout this Yankee season. Um, and instead, not so much. I know. I, I said Glaber is going to come in, pinch hit, yeah. and give him the lead, but Marwin didn't get on. Marwin get on. Glaber's a hero there. And that's obvious. Glaber pinch hit for Marwin, right? Who was hitting before? I don't know. Okay. Still game three. Still game three. I'm trying to find it. Kiner. It was... Kiner. Yeah. Sevy Sunday in the boogie down with the pinstripers trying to cope with Kopech slinging it for the South Sider. Sevy with an all time Scooby Doo just constantly getting in and out of trouble seemingly every inning. Seven inning shut piece. How about the same, same, but different? Kopech shuts down the Yanks, only one hit, and it's from T.Y. legend Rob Brantley. A disaster eighth inning puts the Sox up five. Tim Anderson hushes the crowd. Yanks pitch a guy with a mustache as they lose the series two to one, and this game five nothing final. Dude. McKay, huh? BBD, who's McKay? Like this guy, or are you referencing something? No, I'm not. I'm asking you, who is this guy? And like, when they, did he get? On he was the, the guy man? they got like right before the season from the Rays. He was like a Rays waiver cut. Oh, he's oh, that dude. That he has the he's Matt Blake's like wet dream. Um, wow, and Blake didn't even get to see him play. Didn't get to see him, and he got sent down. So he just got sent down. Mm-hmm. Sent down. Yeah, it's a bummer. For who? Find out in the morning, I guess. Okay. How about Sevy, man? I mean, Sevy lives to get out of jams, I guess. But it's nice because he's had some easy starts too, and some easy innings. But then to have this and just. The two outs at home, DJ going home and and um, and Rizzo going home to get the force out at home. I know they're somewhat easy plays, but uh, the Rizzo one was even better because because they said it on the broadcast. Like he could have tried to turn that double play, 
Um, and he was like, nope, tie game, going right home. Brantley was ready for it. Uh, and then he gets out of it. I mean, Seve was impressive as hell. I don't care how you get there. You went seven innings pitch, zero earned runs. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and you sure, could, could you hope it was a little cleaner up until that? But, you know, it was every inning, and it was almost like Seve put two guys on, and then he locked in, so... Um, I don't know when he locked in, uh, it was awesome. And it was, you know, the, I think the best we've seen Sevy look in a while. Um, and yeah, letting out the massive roar and, and being badass Sevy, that was pretty cool to see. Um, going back to McKay, uh, it looks like, like JP Sears would be an option to call up or if they start doing 60 day ILs, like I know Ben Walos has been killing it. So, uh, we'll see what goes on there. There's a world where it could be. Tilo's ready to come back. I think I heard he's either going to come back or start a rehab assignment soon. It's on the table. I doubt it's that one. It's probably another yeah. arm. But we need some huh. we need some hurlers. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. Kopech looked really good. Um, like really good. And then yeah, I, I had a moment today where I was sitting on the couch. Um, you know. Him, him and Moncada, those, those were the, that's still the Chris sale trade. Like that seems so long ago. Um, they're two whole third baseman and they're kind of stud starting pitcher. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, same song and dance, right? Like we're, we're just getting bludgeoned and abused by Kopech. Meanwhile, we're surviving. Feels like it felt like we were about to rope a dope them. Again, with the vibes of this Yankee season and how much winning had been going on. Um, and then Johnny Laza, you know, a mix of bad luck. It was bad luck at first, and then he he left a couple bad pitches. Um, <laughs> and then Miguel Castro throws him under the bus <laughs> with uh, the home run to Anderson. But Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the two hits were kind of nothing, but then Loiza gets hit hard on that, kind of like a hanging slider. Uh, yeah. It was a change-up. The one, uh, the one that... Um, sorry, the one that um, Kiner caught was a slider. Gotcha. They showed that replay a lot because it was like some moment they were doing. They were like saying, like, this is what led to the home run. And they were giving Abreu a ton of credit for not getting doubled off third. <laughs> and they showed it like five times. Like, we guys talk, showed the home run. So I show a highlight. Three hits. And that, I, I guess for me, that was the other funny thing where. I'm on the couch doing the doing that baseball whirlwind. I said before how the Yankees weren't in these games yet. They were, and it could have been each game could have went a different way. But then at the end of the day, when the box score says white Sox five runs, 13 hits, Yankees, zero runs, three hits. It's like, Oh yeah, we kind of, we kind of did just get dominated. Well, it was also our worst lineup of the year. Probably. Yes. So and you understand the circumstances of why it becomes that's a double header. There's two guys on the COVID IL guys are slumping uh, all of that. But I mean, Glaber was the five hole and I like Glaber and he's sitting well right now, but then you have Florial Kiner, Gonzalez, Brantley, the bottom four 
Gonzalez and Brantley come through with hits, great. But, you know, that just, just on paper, that is our lineup that rivals the randomness and scatteredness of last year's lineups the most. Which was funny because I don't I don't know if you saw it, but Dan Rourke tweeted out the lineup a year ago today, and it was a it was a comedy show. Gardner two hole, right? Voight lead off Gardner two. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. I was gonna do something else, but I forget. Good outing by McKay. Love McKay. He's out. He's out already. Uh, Matt Blake got tossed. Yeah, I wanted to DM him and say, what did you say? But then I figured, ah. Or what didn't he say? What didn't you say? Like, why are you bullying Greg Gibson, Blake? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What did he think he said that he threw him out so quick? You can't say, (laughs) yeah. We probably should have asked. Should I DM him right now? I texted you and Joe's because I didn't want to actually get Matt Blake in trouble, but he did like one of my tweets mid-game, which made me laugh because yeah. just watching from the clubhouse basically turned into Yankees Twitter. See, I was like just about to do it because it's funny, but I don't want to annoy the guy. I think if we caught him hot mid-game, he would appreciate that. Yeah. Now it's yeah. kind of like hey. he's over it. Yeah, He didn't even get to see McKay pitch, and BBD says that was his guy. Hey, BBD said more than that. Uh, Traded a dollar for him. Did you like? Did you like Boone's office tour? I did. You did. You liked it because it was like, hey, here's this is the picture that the Yankees PR team put on my wall for me. (laughs) And then over Uh, here's another picture that uh, whoever's in charge of decorating the office put on my wall for me. I. uh, And uh, here's a sofa and sometimes it pulls out to a bed and I, I sleep in it if I, I'm stuck here late and my, my wife and my kids hate when I have to do that but you know it is the job I didn't like the timing of it I didn't like the timing of it I didn't like the timing nor what they showed they just showed one with what fucking showed. wall with two pictures I, I, I like that Booney lit up like Booney was kind of low key having a blast I think if you ask Booney, he's like, they cut all the good stuff. Coulda. I could see that. This is my sofa that pulls out. It's a leather chair. I'll be honest. I was so filled with rage. I really didn't listen to it, but I saw that Booney had a big smile. And at one point he pointed to football helmets, which means Aaron Boone is happy. Yeah. At that point, he said, he said, I got my football helmet. You know, I love football. Yeah. That was it. He really does, though. No, he does. Yeah, he really does. He did. He mentioned his grandpa who passed away recently, and that was touching. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Yankees are losing, and David McKay's pitching, so, like, yeah. whatever. But then then they're showing the uh, Adley Rushman call-up video, yeah. and then the dog, and I'm like, what? what is this, Tosh.0? Yeah. What are we? Show the fucking game I'm trying to watch. Yeah. Why are you showing these videos? And then I tweeted, I called him Andy on purpose, and everyone got so mad at me. Come on. 
That's funny, though. All right. It is 10 times better, ESPN. So if anyone's listening, it's just stop doing that stuff, though. Second half of the show is brought to you by Candy. Candy is the official NFT partner for Major League Baseball. They take the obsession and thrill of card collecting and make it digital with a totally cool digital collector's item. Blind packs, meaning you don't know what cards are inside. What? As if you were a blind person. Five levels of rarity. Each level increases the card's value. Core. I'm going to get some candy right now. Uncommon. Dude, rare. Epic. Legendary. Every team and every player will be... BBD, do you have this ad in front of you? Because I want to go get some candy. Every team and every player will be included in the series, and their stats are updated daily on the back of the NFT like you always wished cardboard baseball cards could do. Update the stats on the back. Wow. The pack drops in May, May 3rd, May 10th, May 24th, May 31st. Can purchase with a credit card for $50 on Candy's Marketplace, MLB.Candy.com. Set up an account at candy.mlb, candy.com slash MLB, or by clicking the link in the description and start your collection today. May 24th, that's, that's coming up. 22nd candy, right now almost 23rd what candy did you get the 24th is coming up what candy did you get i just had a little bit of my sleep medicine mm. Mm. nice well second half of the show we're going to talk about some awards and the first award that we give out here on talking yanks is pride of the yankees pride of the yankees, pride of the yankees. Yeah. oh fuck and I haven't even thought about this. I, I mean, I think it's obvious. It's a couple options. No, I'm, I'm just gonna go Severino. I mean, like oh, I said, okay. I don't. He, he had to go toe to toe with Kopech. Like he knew it was a task before the game even started. Where, you know, Sunday night baseball, national broadcast. He knows that. Going toe to toe with Kopech. Coney's on the call. There's a rivalry going on. There's a national debate going on. Eyes are on you and your team. Last time he's been there is probably some playoff game, and he was coming out of the bullpen. So, seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, zero walks. Those are the numbers I care about. Eight hits, mm. fine, but you also got a lot of outs in play. You also got, uh, which helped you um, pitch that deep, go 94 pitches, you get seven innings while giving up eight hits. Trust your defense, get some outs, strand some runners, fist pump. His sliders, some of his sliders were nasty. They were, like, they were nice sliders. They were, they were old school heavy sliders. I don't know his pitch mix. I'm actually going to bring it up because um, I thought he looked more like old school Sevy than um, kind of the new change-up cutter savvy we've been seeing. Maybe there are a good amount of change-ups, but I want to pull that up. But he was fun yeah. to watch, man. He gets all fired up. First time the team lost with him on the mound, I think. Be interested to see what they say, because I, I know ESPN mislabeled a few of the pitches. Like he, One time he threw one of his tightest sliders, and they called it a cutter, and there was no way it was a cutter. Um but yeah, man, it, you're right. I mean that that down and in slider to the left-handed hitters uh, kind of seemed kind of seemed on a different level because it, it 
if you're talking about off-speed pitches that get out lefties, uh, the changeup. Uh, he, right- he threw 14 changeups, zero swings and misses, uh, zero called strikes. <laughs> so that's exactly the changeup wasn't there, but when the changeup is there, that's effective. Or your option is a slider curveball in the dirt. Ideally, if you get it down and in enough, that's a pitch that you can't even handle. And that was there tonight. Um, Sevy was a lot of fun. I mean, after he got two runners on tonight, he was electric. Yeah. just needed to pump it into his veins a little more. He went two seamer and slider heavy, uh, 38% two seamer, 34% slider. Uh, he generated, um, 36% whiffs and called strikes on the, on the two seamer 25%. So, you know, they, they put 10 sliders in play. Mm. It's a good amount, but but some of them look nasty. And like I said, national stage, man, that's a big deal for him. People know Sevy's back in their real. Some people didn't know that. Mm. So he's my pride. It's a good one, Jim. Um, you know what? I, I feel a little rude to big AJ uh, with the series he had. But I'm gonna go Jamo Tyone. Um, both starting pitchers today. Uh, I mean, electric. If if you had told us, if you told us at the start of the t- today that Tyone would go seven innings, one earned, and Sevy would go seven innings, no earned, we'd probably be peacocking and be like, "Oh, the Yankees swept the White Sox." Whoops. Um, unfortunately, offense let them down a little bit. But Jameson Tyone, man. Uh, you know, I, I know we've we did the the S Network segment and we've talked about him a little bit, but you know, kind of start thinking about the full story again. And this is number two pick, Jamison Tyone. He was coming off, you know, two Tommy John surgeries. Chad can go talk to him, talk to him twice, Chad. Um, last year he was good, but he also was relearning like everything about pitching, basically. Um, he just gets overlooked because Nestor sexual Cole's incredible. Uh, Sevy has our heartstrings. Um, Gumby show Jameson Tyone, man. He's, uh, he's been great. Another, uh, by the way, free agent year for him. Ooh, 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 ooh. What's his ear right now? Two nine five. That's good. It's really good. What's Sevy's? Three oh two. That's good too, Jake. Yeah, but Jamo's like, dude, a little better, huh? What's Nestor's? Like one eight, one nine. I think I think one eight. Who's got the worst ERA on the team? Sevy. Yeah, I think it's somehow still Sevy. Not to totally be a. Jinxer Jerry. Mm. When's the when's the last year they had the five starters break camp? All all last through two months. Yeah. It's rare. Gumby's the low man right now with yeah. three three five. He was ahead for a little bit today. 
Savvy, Savvy went under him today. But so. but Jordan, he's got his he's got his post five innings pitch three on run game coming up. Mm. So he'll probably jump him again. And Nestor was teaching him the cutter. You know, he was saying get more right. back on the ball today. So uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get negative. Mm. You Yankee motherfucker. I'm going Donaldson, man. Um, we already said, you know. Hey, if you want to annoy people, cool. We we've been saying Yankees needed a bad guy. Know the limit. Know know the what's what's a I like being a pest. But like, you know, when is it a joke with the person and you're annoying them versus being like very like disrespectful? Like you should probably know that. That's the first and major thing. The second thing is you created a fucking wave, dude, of headlines. Uh, in the middle of a team that was just fucking rolling and having real good energy and fun. And now the broadcast is talking about this and Boone's doing his pre and his post about this and, and, and everyone's going to get asked about this and just, just, and the Yankees are so bad at that. Remember when they tried to fucking mock the Astros for the jacket thing? They tried to mock the Red Sox. And those are more gamesmanship, like actual yeah. just like just shit talking. But they're just bad at it. Like, I hope that like Judge or Rizzo says, hey, man, that's fucked up for its own whole thing. But also we're bad at that stuff. And we've decided we're not going to like egg on teams because when we give teams bulletin board material, they just fucking beat us. It's kind of what's been going on for four years. I hope that conversation happened. The Yankees are the worst team when they give other teams bulletin board material. They just, then they just lose every time since 2018. And there's like five examples of it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, Kind of putting them in different buckets. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys. I did. I separated them. On talking, but oh, I'm not talking. On uh, talking baseball on Friday, I said the the Chicago White Sox needed a team fight, um, and I think this um, they were they were team that had a ton of injuries they were kind of looking for something to rally around and i i think with this josh donaldson fed them they made the yankees the bad guy he made himself the bad guy um and it's uh yeah go go check out joe's video you're you're right uh for a yankee season that the vibes were quote unquote immaculate um yeah i mean you got you got dunked on and you just you look like assholes Dude, I'm on the baseball reference page for the Yankees. Okay. And there's an assistant hitting coach named Casey Dykes. Date of birth, unknown. Mm. That's tough, man. Just no idea. Find out. I mean, they also have Tanner Swanson, just no birthday on here. Same with Matt Blake, I guess, because they never played. 
Is that why? These are all just people that never played. Probably. Dude, I forgot that Bam Bam is a hitting coach. Wait. Yeah. Is he in the dugout and stuff? Yeah. I haven't picked up on that. He must be, but I feel like we haven't had like a moment with him yet. I feel like Yes Network hasn't done like a spotlight on him. Yeah, he's been in the background of some some shots. Wow. Trying to find Casey Dyke's birthday. I'm on a different page within baseball reference for Casey Dykes and he it says born and it has the squiggly for about uh 1990 so about 1990 he's born about that is happening <laughs> I'm putting I'm putting that in here real quick that's funny man it's no idea no one's got any idea when he was born Scary. Who's your MFer? Um, let's see. My Yankee MFer. Man, couple options, huh? Um uh, you know what? I'll I'll go Johnny Laws. Um kind of tough again he he got there's a little bit of babbip and then he left a couple bad pitches up there but uh talk about a different feel like you know i i can i hear i've heard the yankees booth and then i heard coney on sunday night baseball say it a little too confidently and confidently is ironic because they're saying that johnny laza's confidence just isn't there this year so i don't I don't know if it's something that's known in the inner walls of the Yankees. I, I don't know if it's just the league seeing him more. I, I don't know if stuff is down or I Coney was talking about his ball, not, not having the same amount of sync to it. And it, it had more run. Uh, but man, talk about a different feel like he, uh, it's kind of straight, hold your breath at this point. So uh, could have gone him or Chappie. I mean, Chappie feels injured and so wrong that the MFR didn't even seem right. Um, so I'll go Johnny. Okay, Johnny, it is. Yeah, I don't. Oh. I mean, for yeah, they can't afford it. But it, I, I think he needs like a a ten day. Say the same about both of them, right? Well, I mean, Chapman might actually be hurt. He definitely needs it. Like, like 119 when they sent Chad down and then they gave him a breather. He came up, he was lights out. Right. Like, Loisaga pitched so much for the first time last year. Confident shot. I don't know. But they, they can't afford it now with Chapman out, with with uh, Green out. Heel would be the depth. He's out. Yeah, heels, heels out. So, I don't know. But he's just not like killer instinct at all and people are just hitting the two seamer easily the numbers against it are bad i'd like to have confidence in him i i fear for clay holmes life right now like the bullpen is starting to look like king for two clay for one and king got hit the other day so yeah yeah 
Yeah. So, Clay, you're it. Use Wandy more. Use Wandy. What are we doing? Use Wandy more. I mean, they're He's... literally going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Okay. Uh, regular old awards. Regular awards. Um, give the bad math award. You're doing the bad math award. Bad math award. Okay. I've won this a lot. Bad math award, you say? Yeah, bad math award. Are the awards brought to us by American Giant? American Giant, Bobby Skinner, is bringing you these awards. American Giant, I was wearing their uh, sweatshirt today. They sent us a you nice, a, they sent us a nice zip down hoodie, and I got it on my coat coat rack, and it's perfect for just like you know throwing it on, quick trip. Pretty heavy. It was raining out. Kept me dry. I liked it. Love that. Yeah. They they go with the uh the kind of the John Boy approach when things were created with higher quality and more intention. I mean, that's it. That's all right there. Uh they've spent years perfecting their material quality and fit to create t-shirts that have a vintage feel right out of the box with quality. You can depend on you made with U.S. grown cotton feels softer on your skin, uh, built to last years instead of ending up in a landfill. Conscious consumerism, people think about it. Get 20 percent off your first order when you use promo code Yanks at American hyphen giant dot com. 20 percent off when you use code Yanks at American dash giant dot com. So again, it's not the word hyphen or dash. It is the symbol of that. It would yes. read just American Giant, but there's a dash mm. between American and Giant. Bayo yes. says that Casey Dyke's birthday is January 27th, 1999. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. I'm that also going to... That would like, make him 23. Wildly disagree with that. He's got I think a, he's 31 years old. It might he's be got 89. A, I mean, he had like a gray beard when I looked up pictures of him. Okay, your I mean, bad math award you were saying? I mean, there's no fail. There's no way this dude's that young. Bad math award. It goes to Hicks. Mm. And kind of kinder fluffa as well. Mm. With the assist. First award, one and a half guys. Uh, Hicks mostly, but both of these guys fall into the bad math category of thinking they're multiplying by stacking good, but then they actually subtract. They get on base, and then they're like, not only am I on base and I'm good because that helped the team, I'm going to go to the next base no matter the cost. And then they just like Hicks. Hicks has take it, took the bat out of DJ's hand there. And now Trevino's the last batter of the inning when he's in scoring position and he wasn't even stealing third. And it 
you're just, I understand you're pressing. You, you want to do more. You want to, you, you want to help the team because you've, you've been down and out and you haven't gotten on base, but you got on base twice. Hicks. That's great. You know, good start. You're climbing up. You stop trying to stack even more, you, you know, don't be greedy about it. And then Kiner's done it a couple times. Now we've talked about taking the bat out of judges and DJ's hands that one game, but like, Yanks are better at base running. They kind of slowed down. They're definitely going to slow down if these two keep running into dumb outs. I think we've got five or six on the year now, and it's been 30, 35, 40, 38 games. I don't know what it is, but brutal. And then you see Hicks beating himself up in the dugout again, banging his hand on the thing, you know, and all sad mopey. And it's like, well, dude, none of that had to happen. So it's like that two, two negatives, two positives. What's that saying? Two positives is a negative or something like that. Two, two goods, two wrongs isn't a right. Two wrongs don't make a right is a saying. Well, it's not that. But yeah, it's bad math. Negatives make a positive, but that's not what's happening. So I don't know. They're trying to multiply, but they're subtracting. Okay. Frustrating because they're the two guys that are supposed to be like, in theory, in the starting lineup. They're the two base running guys. It's not happening. Yeah. I mean, Hicks Hicks has basically lost a privilege. Like you, you kind of don't control your base running anymore. Yeah. You know what? Like if, if that's not being said, like straight up, I know that these are grown men and all that, but you're manager of a team or Luis Ross, you're a third base coach. If Hicks doesn't have his base running rights revoked and just like a red light right now, like help him save himself and just say, no, you're not allowed yeah. to make that decision. He's got to go on probation. Um, yeah. I, IKF the base running this year has, has been fine, but yeah, I mean, uh, Hicksy, I mean, we've got, we've got a handful of, Examples now. Yeah, you got the two recent KF. Recent. Brutal, man. Yeah. What's your first award? I am giving out the 50 50 raffle award. Oh. Oh, okay. 50 50 raffle. You got to buy a ticket. Uh, 50 50 raffle. Um, Probably going to Rob Brantley. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's not. I love Rob Brantley. Um, I love Rob Brantley. Uh, Jimmy, it's going to DJ LeMahieu. Okay. Um, Jimmy, the 50-50 raffle. Um, you know, there's a couple things going on there, right? You got to play to win. That's the only way you can win. Uh, and in the 50-50 raffle, traditionally, if you do win, you win 50% of the pot, right? Uh, DJ LeMahieu only had one hit this series, a one for 12 from DJ. Mm. The one hit was a grand slam, which scored four runs, uh, drove in four runs, excuse me. The Yankees, this whole series, drove in eight runs. If my math is right, seven, yep, one. So in his one swing, his one winning ticket, 
DJ LeMay, who drove in half the runs this series. Um, so he is the winner of the 50 50 raffle. 10 year service time, too. It's huge. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I, I think the timing is very similar to us that we found out how much that meant to players and like broadcast and stuff have gotten that out there more like Coney talking about it at the end of the broadcast today about him and Eddie Escobar um, and how big of a deal it is. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, we wanted to do, like, um, hey, I found out when Trev told us and when they say the number like 800 players. Right. Are they said? I believe that's what they said. That's Maybe insane. Just over 800, yeah. In the history of 120 years of baseball? Yeah. Out of, what, 22,000-ish players ever? 2,800 have gotten there? make no sense mm. it doesn't make any sense do 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 it's your do, final do, do. word big daddy um man i don't know because the conversations i want to have don't really surround one person okay uh can i give the the um how would I word this? Something like be first or like like the teachers at the middle school dance award. Okay. You know, middle school dance, classic scene. You're at like the middle school dance and like the boys on one side and the girls on the other side. And then two teachers are like, hey, let's mix things up and show them that you can have fun. And then like male teacher and female teacher like go in the middle and dance. And then they're like, oh, this is a corny TV show. And now everyone's dancing. I had opposite middle school dances. They were breaking up the kids from grinding. No, I'm talking about 1980s. Maybe so it's like chaperones. The what's the award? Goes to Cashman. Okay, I was gonna guess, but what's the award's name? The '80s middle school, high school dance teacher setting the tone award. Yeah, I've written like, teachers like, at the middle school dance. Like mixing it up, mixing up, mixing it like. Oh, heavyweights! Philly C steak is is literally yes. That is the movie I am describing. Okay. The camp counselors at heavyweights at the dance award. That's that's the award, BBD. The camp counselors at heavyweights at the dance scene award. Cam August Cashman. They're not. They're not trying to stop it. They're trying to like, come on, let's let's get going. And it goes to Cashman. I'm guessing Cashman. Yeah, Cash. The team's real good. There's some big all holes, and let's start being first to the phone lines. You know. Like the biggest thing you can do for a good team is be like, we're going to support you and fill the holes and keep it going. I wouldn't hate a June trade mm. because there's some positions where the team lacks. Comparatively, there's three, there's three positions where they're below average in, in war and, and um, OPS 
and they're pretty apparent. So let's start. And it's not even talking about pitching, which I now the bullpen kind of takes priority. But like I was thinking about it, like, let's not wait till it gets worse. We're good. And I'm I don't I'm not that I don't have faith. I don't think like a huge drought's coming. I'm just saying, just keep your foot on the pedal. Because left field, shortstop, and catcher are the only three positions where we're bottom half of the league statistically. So let's let's improve some of those and get another reliever or two. It's a pretty good award then. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh are teams dead in the water or teams willing to trade yet? Be a, it would be a team not dead. It would be a team where you can trade from It'd be Gallo. It'd be if Gallo's got, if any team out there, you know, we got Wandy for Talkman. It's my biggest example. If there's any team out there that says Gallo doesn't like New York, but we believe that he's change of scenery, he's a change of scenery. We believe that he's good and we will give you this reliever for him or this catcher, whatever, like, He's kind of a piece they have right now. He's he's a little redundant, even when he's going well in the lineup, and he's not lights out in left field. And the goal, the 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 bench for what expected of him is in New York is significantly dropped from what uh, was expected from him before the trade. So I just, but that's not the main move. But I'm saying that I think uh, I think an early trade would be a, another team that's looking to be in it and just, you're just trading holes, trading plugs. The trade and plugs award. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I just don't think Gallo's going to happen for both sides of the trade. I I think it would almost be closer to the conversation we had a week ago about Anduhar. If, if a team was ready to, to take a shot at him and try to plug them as their DH and maybe play the field once a week or something like that and swing the bat. And the Yankees saw a relief option. Like that's kind of more of your, your talkman Wandy type ilk. Um, you know, I mean, how about Hoy park for clay Holmes? Holy shit. Um, was laughing about that the other day. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Or, or maybe there's something, you know, if we really want to talk Yankees depth, I mean, you know, a guy like Clark Schmidt, uh, if we're really to look looking to make moves, I mean, a guy that was a big time prospect has looked solid at the major league level this year. Um, and he could jump into a team if he could jump into the Yankees rotation for the next month and we'd be excited about it. We'd be like, let's see what you got, kid. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure if we talk to our guy, Brian, and we'll bump into him soon, he, he'd tell you he's already working the phones. But, um, yeah, interested to see. Who was the other guy that went over there for uh, for Clay Holmes? Diego Castillo. Is he, he's in the majors. Wow, he's playing. Yeah, I think he's in their opening day lineup. Don't know how his season's gone since then, but. Me neither. But yeah, if you go around, it's shortstop, catcher, and left field. Kind of the positions we knew we were going to lack where they are like 
17th catchers like 25th and left field was like 20th in in war and ops and stuff yeah i guess uh in-house i think they're shortstop options catcher i think they're they love what they have and then outfield i think it's kind of a wait and see thing because even if the gallo experiment fails you can kind of do Atlanta Braves last year. And at the deadline, you can get a rental outfielder. I mean, shoot, Michael Conforto's still a free agent. Like, true. Uh, Brett, Brett Gardner. <laughs> like, so that's, I guess that's. And they're the going to get Ben Rorvet after the All Star game. So, oh my God. Thank God. I wouldn't mind a little June, June piece, man. Yeah, a little June piece. I, I think, I guess. I Give would, me a, a call I, up or a trade in June. I think I think pitching is where I would guess that would happen. Okay. Volpe starting to go at double A, by the way. <laughs> Whoops. Conforto specifically had surgery last month, but what game? Why did what game was it where Kiner didn't get the out at second when they Tried to review it. Um, that was sad. I was listening to I was listening to John and Susan. So I think that was the ride home from the warehouse. So Saturday, I think. Yeah, it wasn't today. I guess that's the other way to put it. Wasn't yeah. today. Oh, you didn't see it then. You just listened to it. Yeah. It is like shovel past it. It was a bad decision to go to second, and then he did it with, like, no urgency. Yep. It's, like, not an error, but definitely should have got one out on the play. Likeouts. Yeah. Did you see that one, BBD? No, I was also – I was on the train getting back from the warehouse. Wow. Got – turned the game on, like – Got one final award, Jake. I sure do, Jimbo. Um, my final award is, and you're gonna know this one, but it's fine. It's the uh, the more ice cream, please award. Hmm. Um. BBD, is there anyone on the team that reminds you of Forrest Gump? Mm. 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 Miguel Castro? Miguel Castro. So much Forrest Gump in this game. Uh, no, I mean, this, this was a layup for you guys. You want a little more ice cream. You need one more scoop. We uh we talk about the Yankees. We talk about Yankees defense. There's not a lot of highlight real plays. You get the good highlight real plays from center field. You get good highlight real plays from shortstop, even second base. And how about Glaber Torres? Covered some ground today. Made a nice play with the back end. Throws it over to Rizzo at first. One of the all-time scoop men. 
He doesn't get the scoop. Um, and that would have been like one of the Yankees best defensive plays this year, if not like numero uno. Um, and you know, we, we talk about Glaber Torres's defense and the timing at second base and everything, but it, it kind of goes into one of my speeches I've given this year that if, if Glaber Torres is playing his best at second base, I think it's slightly better than DJ. Um, that being said, he still has a lot to earn and, and DJ is your safe bet, but man, that would have been a, that would have been a highlight real play. And Rizzo, uh, again, not a shot fired at him. It was a tough pick, but, um, one more scoop. Give me one scoop. Give me one more scoop. Give me one scoop when you throw it on the floor. Donaldson sucks when he hits from the DH position, so that's something. Okay. The splits are, you know, that of a guy who does not enjoy hitting as a DH and enjoys hitting when he plays the field. Now, Stan also hits better when he's in the field and not DHing, but his numbers as a DH aren't awful. So that's what's something to note. What's DJ LeMahieu got DHing? Good question, Jake. I can pull it up. Splits. Because the Yankees um, actually are like not top 10 from the DH position. And I was like, hmm, really? Hmm. Hmm. So I went in and looked at it, and Stan's numbers are actually pretty good, but Donaldson, Judge has like a handful of games, and they're really bad. Today probably helped. Yeah, it's early. Yeah. Um, DJ has only done three games, so it's only 14 plate appearances, but it's awful. It's one hit. Single. Oh, you're not doing career. You're doing this year. Oh, I can do career, but I, I, I did this year for Donaldson, but Donaldson has a lot more than DJ at DH. So. Right. Donaldson in his career. It's a little over a hundred points. OPS wise worse. DJ is awful. Okay. But he's only done six games. I mean, and so okay. he's done hat. Ha- he'd never done it before this year. He's learning, learning. It could be his dream. (laughs) And never talk to anyone. No, dude, he likes making plays. He does. He does. And he hates first. That's why he boycotted it. But what if like he could, he could DH and then between at bats, he just gets to like slap shots in the Yankees hitting cage area. He'd like that too. Right. Like yeah. I, I I feel like we could we got some brewing. Uh yeah, I, I don't know why I put I have this up. Stan's numbers career DH are good. Okay. I'm doing it a little while now. I was looking at I mean, this is more of a midweek conversation. We should probably just end the show because it's late. Uh it's sure midnight. But all, whatever. I was looking at the, like the recent, the recent, like it's been Judge Donaldson Stanton. That's like, that's all that's been hitting. Yeah. Kiner's not hitting. Uh, Rizzo's not hitting. DJ's not hitting. 
I mean, Hicks, the catchers. So. Glaber a little, but not like that. Need Kiner to go on another, like, 10-game stretch here. Because if he continues at this rate and continues to just not be good defensively, You know, like he needs like the next 10 games for the offense to do what he did in that one good stretch of 10 games. A 13-game stretch of like lights out. He kind of needs another one of those. Or needs to start making all the plays on defense. And then I don't really care that much. But... His last 17 games, 236 batting average, 273 slug. Obviously, he's never going to slug, but eh, 318 on base. So he's gone through. And that doesn't include the two today, which I think was a one for six or seven. I don't know. Yeah, a couple things going on. I mean, remember they were Hicks was so cold. They were trying to get him hot, which that ended up backfiring. Gallo's hot streak. He went cold and then he went missing. Um, IKF with the ups and downs, uh, DJ. And then from there, it go, it starts going into this series a little more specifically. White Sox deserve a little credit, man. Uh, I mean, we pissed them off. Kopech is really good. Um, how about fucking Johnny Cueto? Um, yeah, but no, I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, I was going through the last 15 days. Yeah. It's just been Judge Stanton Donaldson. Yeah. Trevino, our guy. He actually been making good contact. <laughs> yeah. And he's been battling some good at bats. Rizzo hasn't been hitting, but I think I think his walks, he's at least helping. But he's in a Jimmy, problem. How am I chat saying I'm nitpicking? I'm reading Kiner's last seventeen game stats. Raw data. Twelve oh three. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.